Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. I am Lauren Cohen, the host of Investing Across Borders, where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. And we invite you to subscribe on all of the podcast channels, not to miss an episode where we are interviewing amazing people like Marco, who's going to speak in just a few minutes, who is like myself, originally from Canada. A lot of our guests are, but that's not to say that we are that we discriminate against those that are not originally from Canada. We just so happen to have an affinity because we're from Canada ourselves. Hey. So, Marco, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little about your background and, and what brings you to this these parts of the world? Well, hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm Canadian. I'm from uh, Montreal originally. Uh, started investing in 99. Got married when I was 18, four kids at 24, stayed home 18? dad. 18? Wow. Zwit, 18. 18, 18. Yes. Zwit, oui, je sais. yes. Uh, was a stay-at-home dad and was totally cool with it until I wasn't cool with it because we're having financial problems. And uh, as you know, when you know, you're married and you have four kids and there's financial problems, you know what the number one cause of divorce is? Yes, money. It's marriage. <laughs> right that's true isn't that the truth good one <laughs> i got you there yes uh and uh no and, and money definitely uh you know is an important part of uh reducing stress in in all things and uh, i actually saw an infomercial uh on how to get involved in real estate it was an american product uh, i was living in um uh, in ottawa at the time and uh yeah it was like carlton sheets I don't know if you remember called sheets, but uh, looked at the product, digested it, and then really uh, wanted to um, really dive into it because I'm a concert pianist. That's what my that's what I was trained to do. Not a lot of money in music, uh, specifically in in classical music, and I I really understood it. And I started going into the U.S. and taking seminars and more seminars and more seminars and making mistakes. And a lot of seminars were terrible, and some were good. And met some great people. And I bought my first property in '99. And what, uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, it's like almost what 24 years ago now. And, uh, yeah, I started with small stuff, single families, then it went into multis, then it went into mobile home parks, then went into hotels, assisted living facilities. Uh, now started, uh, three small private equity funds and, you know, it's just haven't stopped growing from there. So, do the as a Canadian, it was very difficult for me to get financing. I didn't have any credit in Canada because I was a musician, and uh, you know my credit was terrible. It sucked. I couldn't even borrow enough money to go to Tim Hortons at one point. Um, I remember going to a McDonald's with five bucks with four kids, and ninety nine cents only gets you so far with the tax. Only four meals, not five. Right? The, the tax is what's going to get you. So, yeah. uh, really struggled and really my big why was taking care of my family and really being able to uh, support them and go uh, really be able to do the things I wanted to do with them and be present for them as a dad. Uh, that was the most important thing for me. So when we're really out of money, you have a choice, you get a job and mortgage your time and never see your kids and your family, which wasn't an option for me, or find a way to get passive recurring income, which was really the journey that I decided to go into. But I started small, like I said, in single families, 
Where did and you then, start initially? Uh, I, my first property was in Syracuse, New York. Syracuse, got it. And I bought that property for $34,000. And I looked on Zillow not too long ago, and it's still worth $34,000. <laughs> that is a crazy story. You don't hear yeah, that. Yeah. Definitely not here in South Florida or Orlando for that matter. No, I know. It was, or uh, Montreal. It <laughs> or anywhere, right. Or you can't anywhere. buy a property anywhere in the U.S., you know, right. in Canada. For, you can't buy an outhouse for $34,000. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, pretty funny, but yeah, that was the first uh, deal I did. And, um, you know, once you do one, then you want to do more, you know, it's kind of like sex. Once you do it once you want to keep going. So it's, um, that's why I have four kids, but that's a story for another day. The, the, um, the, um, by the way, I don't know if I'm allowed to be playful here or not. Um, you can I, be I, playful. I think, this is a playful right. podcast. Well, I know a lot of Canadians just don't know how to be playful, but it is what yeah, I'm just kidding. Truth. So, um, yeah, so I, I started getting uh, into, then I went into luxury property actually before I really got into multifamily. I did really big stuff. I did, I flipped mansions. Uh, I noticed I didn't like to do what everyone else did. So a lot of people were doing the the smaller stuff and I was like, mm, I want to do something bigger, bigger, the bigger dollars you play with the more stick to you. Right. So uh did some luxury flips, did very well and started making a lot of money, moved to, uh, got divorced, moved to Las Vegas, got remarried. And in 2007, eight, when the crash happened, I had amassed about $11 million in cash. That's US, by the way, which is 100 million Canadian. Uh, as, as I, Mike Myers, another Canadian whoop, whoop, represent. So, and at that time, I had really mastered what's called asset based lending. And asset based lending is not credit based lending, but on the actual asset itself. So if you get the right asset at the right price, there are lenders that will lend you 100% of what you need to buy it because the what's, what's credit worthy is the deal, mm-hmm. not you. Right. And I got really good at that. And there wasn't that many options back in the day, but as we'll get to that if, if we have time. Uh, anyway. I'm going back and forth because my ADHD, but I'm in Vegas. And at that time there were these ninja loans, these sign and drive loans where yeah. you could, your dog could get a loan. I, I don't know if you were right. in real estate at that time, yes. but we were pulling out two, three, $400,000 on these super jumbo loans. And we're doing as many as we can. I had a, a very robust um, uh, education business as well. At that time I was in the teaching business where I had hundreds of people that were in a room and I would teach them how to flip mansions. And if they did great, if great, if they didn't, they didn't. And it was all about basically how many people can I fit in a room to teach this information versus what I do now, which is small classes, intimate classes with extreme, like I want every, everyone has to get a result or I'm not happy. Right. So it's completely different than I'm a different person than I, than I was then because of what is about to happen. So I amassed $11 million. There's myself and my wife. I know the crash is going to happen. There's I, I'm connected to different banks and they're warning me uh, with the volume uh, that we're doing. Like something big is going to happen. Make sure you have a lot of cash. And I saved up, like I said, around 11 million and a uh, crash happens. And I'm just waiting for things to, uh, you know, to really hit bottom. I, I, I'm spe- I go speaking in London. And when I came back, came back, my, my, my wife decided to take every single penny we had and go to South America with another individual. And it took me a while to process that itself. I ended up spiraling into a pit of despair and anger and uh i I got into a really dark place and almost basically committed suicide it was a really really dark time because when you have your ego is attached to all this money 
that you're that you have. I lived in Steve Wynn's old house. You know, I had, you know, you know, twenty some thousand square foot house with three pools and six bars, and you know, it's opulence. To on the street, it's 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 very difficult, and um, it was probably the hardest time of my life, but it was the best time of my life when I, in retrospect, because I had to go from where I was there and actually a homeless man uh, talked me out of it, which is kind of interesting, but that, that'll be a story for another day. And um, when I realized uh, the import that it wasn't money, that was important. It was people. Then my entire life turned around because uh, I realized that, you know, my, yes, my spouse had taken, uh, and uh, broken trust and and betrayed me and took all the money, but she didn't take my mind. And I let her take that. And as soon as I didn't, as soon as I realized that I was in control of my own destiny, my actions and my behaviors are what the only thing I can control. I went then into a direction of um, can't stop me. So at that time, uh, in 2009, this, that was in August of 2009 at that moment. And at that time, the Canadian dollar was worth more than the U.S. dollar. And I had contacts with... For that Sunday. one day, as I remember. Not, not one day, but it was, it was a, quick, a quick fix for sure. It, it, was, it was there, right? And it was, it was on par and at one point surpassed it. And, and I, I had contacts at different banks because I was connected. Uh, I, you know, I, I lost over 600 single families at that point. And, you know, I had a very robust portfolio and again, never used my money or never used my credit to buy any of these things. I only leveraged through asset-based lending or lenders that would allow just stated income. Right. So now I have zero, have all debt, have a whole bunch of people that are pissed off at me and I got to get out of this hole, but I have contacts at banks. And these banks at that time were selling tapes, which is a microfiche of, uh, of property in batches of a hundred. And we're buying from us bank and Citibank. Um, uh, between ten and twenty-five thousand properties in Vegas for ten to twenty-five thousand, three bedroom, two bath with a pool. And now I didn't have any money. I was I needed probably three million dollars just to get back in the black. So I contacted the people that I did know in Canada that I had relationships with. I said, "Hey, we'll buy the tape. You get fifty-one percent. I get forty-nine, and I'll do all the work. You just, you know, this is gonna. It's these are cheap as you know, cheap as hell. Let's go." And we bought hundreds, six hundred and change. So use somebody else's money. And we sold at the, at the end of that, we just sold the last bunch in 21 for close to 700,000 that we paid 10 to 25,000 for. So we did very well. So uh, the point of all this is that if you have skills and you have connections or, or you know where to where to source things, you don't need money, you don't need credit, and you can pretty much get financed for anything if you know how to structure deals and get the right deals in play. And my my mission, my vision, my purpose, and really my what I stand for is I believe it's your God-given right, God-given right to be wealthy by the service of others. If you serve others at the highest possible level, you will get wealthy because it's really giving to give, not giving to get. Right. And this is something that I learned through a lot of pain. Yes. Uh, and it was a lesson that I had to learn the hard way, which, you know, ignorance is very expensive. And most <laughs> that the truth. We're, <laughs> yeah, so true. We're, we're, we're driven by money. And, and because, you know, in, in many cases, I think Canadians are a little bit less, we want to make more money, but we're more, more savers. And most are, I think in the U S there's less of a different attitude around money. I think most uh, Canadians 
are a little bit um, more conservative, scared of me, more conservative or scared of, or there's a, there's just 100%. a different attitude around money. It's just a hundred percent. It's, it's I, Americans I tend to live beyond their means yes. on credit. Like they're okay yes. with borrowing and using credit cards and maxing them. And Canadians are like, ah, well, in, 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 in the U S if you have good, if you have good credit, you can get as many credit cards as you want, right. which allows you to get a better mortgage in the U in Canada. If you have too many credit cards to make you cut it up before you get a mortgage. So right. exactly. it's like, it's, it's, opposite, it's completely right? different. It's, it's, it's very yeah. true. So true. So yeah, not the same. So yeah. So uh, from, from 2009 to, you know, uh, from, from my realization of it's all about people and how can I really help and serve as many humans as possible? Uh, created systems and processes about around buying multifamily, uh, bought a lot of multifamily, bought, uh, did a tremendous amount of mobile home parks still do, um, um, hotels by a lot of hospitality. We do around 1500 units a year and I help others. Uh, we know some, uh, some similar people, uh, get to a certain number of, uh, units to never have to work again, whether you're Canadian or you live in South America or, you know, Asia, it doesn't matter if students from all over the world. And this is all done virtually, so definitely cross-border. Um, I help a lot of Canadians because I are one, and I understand the nuances of, as a Canadian, for example, you don't want an LLC that's tied to you personally because you're double taxed, and there's like you, you have you have two partners, whether you like it or not, that are humping your leg, each leg, yes. like a kid. One of them is up there. You know, uh, you know the the IRS, CRA, and uh, you know the uh, Murphy. Those yeah. are the two things you have to always account for. So if you structure your opportunities with those two partners in mind, you're going to do extremely well. And my, I'm only good at seven things, seven. Uh, that's it. Uh, I've identified seven things I'm pretty good at. And uh, one thing that I am good at is making things that seem pretty complex, very simple. And I have a very simple process to help anyone that really applies themselves and wants to learn the mechanics of how to really serve another human being that has a piece of property for sale for one of the five D's, which is divorce, death, a displacement, um, um, uh, death, and debt. There's debt. 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 Yeah. So I know debt. Some people are in so much debt they wish they were dead. Uh, you know. Uh, well, ninety-four percent of lawsuits, <laughs> and especially these days. Shit. Yeah. So ninety-four percent of uh, the lawsuits in the world are in the U.S. Right. So there's a lot of lawsuits, no which is I tell people is, all the time, Marco, because Canadians are are not. Like they're like, oh, we don't need this and this, but you do because if you're investing in the U.S., people are going to sue you. It's just well, they're gonna. Well, you, yeah. you know, person, you know, the person at McDonald's got a hot cup of coffee. Exactly. That's what no, never so, happened. It, it was hot. It was hot. The ones, they'd say, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I dropped the coffee. Instead, they'd apologize to the to the person. That's crazy. She, she, she sued. She sued McDonald's for five million bucks in one uh -huh. for yeah, drinking coffee crazy. out of the wrong hole. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. You know, is what it You're is. Speaking my language, my friend. There you go. Well, we're both, we both are Canadians, right? That so, live in America. That live in, uh, and I, 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 I wouldn't have it any other way. You right. Know, I don't want to pay, you know, I bought a piece of property uh, four years ago, right place, right time. And uh, anyway, there's a $4 million gain on it in Canada, this is a Canadian. I don't, I don't buy very many properties in Canada, but like I said, I was just at the right place at the right time. It was just luck. It was not skill. I cannot take credit for that. And the capital gains is 50%. And I couldn't believe it because I'm so used to doing 1031s here and doing things where you're deferring tax. 
And when I saw a 50% capital gain, I'm like, I'm never selling this at all ever. Like, it's just not, I don't need the money. So I'm just going to not sell it. It does. It's ridiculous. So yeah. So anyway, so the U S is designed for you to keep as much money as possible. If you know how to do it in the, in Canada, uh, and, you know, unless I'm mistaken, it's designed for you to lose as much money as possible and stay exactly where you are. Because the more money you make, the more taxes you have to pay. Because I, I actually work, I mentor a, a pilot for Air Canada. Uh, and I don't know if, you know, most people have flown Air Canada. You know, their their motto is, we're not happy until you're not happy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got a raise. Uh, you know, after so many years, he got a raise, but he actually takes home less money because he's now in a higher tax situation, which blew his, and I'm like, well, don't take the raise. They don't have a choice. They have to, it's union. So he was really, really upset, which is why I'm working with him because he wants to, you know, uh, find another way. way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So in this market cycle, I'm not sure when this is going to be broadcast, but right now we're in a two year market cycle where there's, um, and a lot of Canadians, or even Americans don't know this, that all debt can be taken over legal. Like you can take over debt. Um, not necessarily, I don't want you to assume it, nor do I want you to, because that's taking responsibility for it. And if you're Canadian or, you know, from Africa, you don't have a social anyway, and you don't want to put that risk onto your plate, but you can structure deals where you can take over debt. Like we just got a property with 2.6% interest on it with, uh, and and there's only uh, there are, uh, nine years left on the mortgage, on a 15 year mortgage. So you're in a as, which means that we're paying really low payments on on a you know uh, there's no way that anyone can get a two any or under three percent mortgage at all. It's it's not going to happen in this market cycle because prime is you know almost eight. So if you understand how to either get new debt which does not need your money or credit. And you understand how to take over existing debt, which doesn't need money or credit because the borrower has already signed off on it and understand how to structure it where it's not hurting the seller. And it's, there's no due on sale clause that's going to be triggered because this is what I've really focused on in the last 24 years is how to leverage either new or existing debt to buy as many assets as possible. And we do, like I said, about 1500 a year, that's not not a bad clip in any economy. In two thousand in twenty twenty, we sold over a thousand units, and we bought uh, three thousand. So we we sold things at at the highest price we could, and we bought, you know, a lot of discounted assets as well. So we're constantly buying. I don't sell a lot, but when when the market's hot, that's when you want to sell. I want to be cashed up, which is right for, for what's happening right now. So yeah, so that was a long intro and i don't know if that was boring as hell uh, you know at, at all but no, i think uh, i think that our that everybody learned a lot from um from this like it's it's great you have so many great ideas and you've been through so many different things at the end of the day i think the important thing is knowing that there's an opportunity for people no matter where they are or what their financial status is to build something and that's what we teach them how to do and access real estate and other investment opportunities in the US. Um Marco, mm. we could be talking for hours. Unfortunately, we can't just because we have I have uh, I've actually movers on the, their way here. So, what I would love to do is get some feedback from you about your top 3 tips for new investors and then I'd love to have you onto our Facebook into our Facebook group to talk live because we have probably mostly Canadians in there. And we can maybe build something out specifically for them 
and bring you back in that in that more informal forum i think would be great for you because certainly you're definitely an informal kind of guy but give us your top three tips to share with our with our listeners if you would uh top three number one is be open and uh remove ego from uh, uh, which is really hard sometimes and just be open and listen to something that you might not understand yet or see uh i learned a long time ago that if i brought my judgment to the table when i was learning something that it would only hurt me and it would it 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 stopped me from doing the thing that i should have done no judgment. Don't sense. have preconceived notions. I agree. Yeah, with you. your, kill your ego if you can, and and listen. Which is, um, I don't. I think those might be two things. So one is kill your ego if you can. Two is listen. My first wife said I never, ever, ever listened to her, but I really never heard that. Ah, isn't that so? Or you didn't yeah. want to because it's selective hearing, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It was so. And if you really listen to what's happening, you know, uh, if you listen to what someone is saying and really listen again without ego involved, you can really learn a lot from that. And I've, 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 I've been asked, you know, who's been your, you know, biggest influence? Because I've, I've, I've been in the same room and I've actually toured with Richard Branson, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, uh, Jack Canfield uh, is, you know, we're fairly close. Uh, I, I know a lot of very, very, very high level successful people, and I've learned as much from a conversation, uh, in a group of people that, uh, you know, of engineers with a perspective that was, I was just open to listening to whatever's happening and being in a growth mindset. Right. And, you know, just listen and pick one thing that you want to improve and just do that one thing until it gets better. And then pick the next thing you want to improve and then do that thing until it gets better. Because a lot of people are outcome-based, right? I want to live in the United States. I want a million dollars. I want this. You know, you want the end result, which I get, right? But there's tasks that have to happen to get there. And if you're objective-oriented only and not task-oriented, you'll never get to your objective. So you can't win a game unless you hit, you know, you got to shoot the puck until it gets into the net. And just because you got into the net doesn't necessarily going to win the game because the other, the other party, the other team might've done it better. So it's, it's, it's just, you got to take the puck and pass the puck the right way every single time. And eventually you'll only win games. So that's where I'm going with that is that if you're just really focus on tasks and not necessarily outcome because outcomes change all the time, but tasks it's you against you. And the better you are at doing something, the better you're just are as a human being. Yeah, agreed. I well, know. thank you. And I know that you give back a lot of your proceeds um, to different charities or just I do. in particular. No, um, there's a reason for that because there's a lot of money going around. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I don't know if I shared, I have over 5,000 units and each unit's around yeah. $200 a month. So if you take $200 a month times the number of units that you want to generate in a year, you know, it's, it adds up. So I, I do. Okay. Thank you very much. But, uh, um, and that's one of the reasons that I do this is because I I've struggled a lot and I've made a lot of mistakes and I really like helping others avoid those mistakes specifically that were living out of their car, that were going to the Y to shower with their kids. And, you know, I'm, I, I, when I got divorced, I got custody of my kids and I, I'm, I raised my kids, right? My kids are everything. So do everything for my kids. And when you're homeless and have no money and you want to help, and you want to help, you know, your family and you're in a position where, you know, 
you're just you just need someone to give you something to go to the next step that just doesn't want to take from you right there is a there's always you, you have to pay something to get something nothing in life is free because if you no, don't pay for it you don't appreciate it number exactly. one whether you, you pay won't pay money attention or something that's 100 percent true you'll either pay for it you know up front or in in your lifestyle that's it you know there's yeah. there's always a, a cost to pay for anything you have to give up something to give something get something absolutely that's, that's it's called life. consideration in the legal terminology you have to give right. to get and you have to give to give also, and you have to come from the true heart centered yes. place. And if you're, if you're giving to see what you get, that's never going to work. It's never going to work. They're, they're going to have, they're going to have your number and it's never going to work. And, and you're not doing it for the right intent. No. It's not about money. It's about people. And if you're really right. serving to serve the universe will automatically take care of you. However, yes. you know, Shift your and I don't want to get too wooey, but yeah. To that giving mindset and, and yes. everything will come together for you. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. So I don't know. Um, if you want, I love helping people so they don't have to go through the shit that I had to go through. And it's nice to see someone. Uh, and we know some of the same people that were at one place and completely changed their, their, 100%. their, their, cor their course of their lives. And I, you know, they did the work, so they get the credit. I, I'm just glad that I was part of it. And right. I, 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 I want a million people at my funeral that I've helped. You're all invited. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's in 500 years from now, but we'll see. As they say in Judaism, you should live till 120. So I think that's enough for me because I don't really want to look old, you know. Well, I don't mind looking old. I just I just want to still be able to, you know. Function. Right. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I know. Let's not get into the details. I got it. I got you. Marco, it's truly a pleasure to finally meet you. Um, I, when I'm up in Orlando or when you're down here, we'll have we'll have a drink together, a break some bread even though I'm on keto, so I'm not really eating bread, but that's another story. Well, but it's so great to meet you. And I look forward to collaborating with you and, you know, a lot of future opportunities. I will connect you with my team so we can get you onto our Facebook group and everything like that. I wish everybody a wonderful day, a wonderful rest of your day. Please reach out to Marco. He can be found on social media. What's the best way to reach you? Uh, my Instagram is Marco.Kozlowski. My Facebook, I believe is the same. Uh, man, I, I have a team that does my, I don't go on yeah. social at all. So I'm, okay. I'm, I feel well, like we'll, the village right it, now. that's we'll not one of the it. seven things I'm good at. Not one of the seven things right there. Yeah, There you go. We'll be putting it in the show notes and thank you again. I'm Lauren Cohen signing off from the investing across borders podcast where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders so that you can accomplish your goals just like Marco has in the U.S. And we look forward to connecting with each and every one of you and helping you to achieve your goals. And please do come to one of our upcoming masterclasses. Marco would love to have you there, investingacrossborders.net backslash masterclass. You can see the scope of what we do, and I'll share that with you by text. And thank you again. It's a pleasure, everybody. Take care and thank subscribe you. to our podcast. Thanks so much. Take good care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.